Well, hello, and welcome to Haddonfield. I am Nicholas K. Lathan. And I'm Peyton C. Lynch. There you go, buddy. And we're talking H2, which is what the poster we're said. H2. No. Halloween 2. Yeah. Rob yeah, Zombies. It, the commercial says H2, too. It's so funny. It can, can go screw itself. And uh, we're sitting here with our good friend, Daryl Monty. Daryl J. Monty. There we go. What's the J mean? Joseph. Oh, that's so good. It's a biblical that is name. Good. That's a really good name. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a biblical name. K stands for Kyle. There's no Kyle in the Bible no. anywhere. Is there a Cody in the Bible? No, I don't think so. We're just some sinners here on the Welcome We're to Haddonfield. We're just Haddon sinners Field. here. Just sinners on Welcome to Haddonfield. I feel like, I don't know, I'm holding the mic all weird, so I feel strange. Where's my <laughs> so, phone? It's in my pocket. podcast for sinners. <laughs> podcast for sinners. Good God. If you're listening to this, you're going to hell. Yes. Welcome to Bible Welcome to Bible Corner. I'm, I'm Jolene. <laughs> um, Daryl, how did you get into Halloween? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, Nicholas Kyle. Um, I, I got into Halloween in a roundabout way. Uh, I initially was not a fan of horror movies. You listen to a lot of Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's a long song. I'm sorry. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, I initially was not a fan of horror in general because it just frightened me too much. I was a very impressionable young boy. Um, and when I was in college, I had friends that were very into horror movies, especially uh, ones from the late 70s and 80s. So I had a friend that insisted that I watch John Carpenter's 82 remake of The Thing. I loved The Thing. Um, so I saw that and absolutely loved it. Uh, I thought the practical effects in it were incredible. And it just opened my eyes like, yes, horror is kind of an oversaturated genre. But there, when there's a filmmaker with more of a vision and more imagination... It can mm-hmm. be fantastic. So from there, I fell in love with John Carpenter, and I revisited basically everything that he did. Yeah. And I saw Halloween, uh, which I was familiar with the plot, uh, but didn't realize how genuinely suspenseful and and artfully done it is. And it's also it was just amazing, like uh, the the backstory of it. You know, it being a movie that was made for I think seven hundred thousand dollars, and it made. Not ninety million or something at the box office. It was like the at one point it was the most uh, like it made the most money out of any independent movie yes. ever or something like that. Uh, so that's super inspiring. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was a, he's a guy. John Carpenter is uh, Rob Zombie is god awful, but John Carpenter <laughs> is a guy that has consistently been able to do more with less, and that mm-hmm. makes me respect the hell out of him. Um, have you listened to Hellbilly Deluxe? Uh, by yeah. Rob Zombie. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Shut he, up, Daryl. I'm sure he got. A ma- I'm sure Rob Zombie got a massive advance to make that uh, to make that album. <sighs> I'm glad he did because it's a superb album. It's part of it. Wait, Dracula was in the Matrix. Yes, I'm trying to think about Dracula was in the Matrix, <sighs> which I think Spencer made that joke last week. <laughs> oh man, <sighs> where do we start? Do we okay? We're just going to skip around like we did last week. <laughs> okay, because this, this doesn't warrant. The the meticulous shot for shot analysis that yeah. you've done no. for for yeah I I think this is as good as Rob Zombie <laughs> deserves. Um, well, you know, right from the beginning. I mean, sorry for starting the beginning. That it's going to be a bad movie because it starts with that dream sequence. 
of like the mom coming into the or it starts with the mom going to the thing but then going to the insane asylum or whatever yes. yeah and immediately i, I, I knew it was going to be a bad movie because even before that it starts with a pulp fiction ripoff yeah the definition of white horse oh yeah the yeah. way that you know the the titles in the beginning of pulp fiction define pulp fiction yeah um, they uh there's so much tarantino shit in this movie yes like at one point uh, Bracket was talking about um, another, just talking about a movie. We're, We're talking like, about Lee Marvin, yeah, which mm-hmm. is someone that Quentin Tarantino is obsessed with. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other other stuff he's done. What what other? I didn't write anything down. I think they're <laughs> friends. Where I think Rob Zombie and Quentin Tarantino were friends. They right? got it. Yeah, Rob Zombie. He did think, Werewolf Women of the SS for Grindhouse. That's right. Yeah, I think I read somewhere. Maybe I'm making this up. That like Rob Zombie or that Rob Zombie showed. Quentin Tarantino like a screening of one of these movies and like I don't know I don't remember mm. um, maybe show them Devil's Rejects because that movie's good maybe, <laughs> um, you were gonna say like the kids different it's different yeah after. the kids different which really yeah. made me laugh they cast a much hotter Michael <laughs> for this that is a hot Hanson out kid that kid does look like he could have been in Hanson he's beautiful <laughs> yeah he's a better looking kid that's funny Oh, the other, he wanted the original kid, but he was too old by the time they made the movie. Well, it was two years later. Yeah, kids grow he fast. Too old, but he—I mean—he's in the insane asylum. Like the uh, we, well, we that get uh, could bring us into the timeline problems. It's true, because when the fuck is this movie? Um, we brought that up last we week, and we right do not yet. know. It's it's so unclear. Yeah. Um, I'm adjusting my mic just to let the listener know. It has to be... Well, they make an Austin Powers reference yes. on yeah, the, the talk show that Loomis... Oh, let's talk on. about Weird Al. Loomis being oh. a dick to Weird Al? That's... God, that fucking Well, Loomis me was off. a dick the whole fucking movie. Yes. His plot was unnecessary. Yeah. He I wish that they to, just left him dead from yeah. the first movie. He showed up just to be an asshole, and yeah. then he got killed. Yeah. Like, there was no redemption It made no sense that he comes back at the end. It's so weird. It was made no sense that he was in the movie. Somebody yeah. else, like, the whole plot line with, uh, plot point with her being Angel or whatever, finding out through the book. Ew, I hate that her name's Angel. Yeah, that's a, but wanna, that is a very white every trash time, name. Every time they said Angel, I wanted to fucking kill myself. But, um, another author could have written that book easily and could not have been Loomis. And that's, yeah. that, that's how, a better way for, to use that plot point also, of her. Finding out her identity through a book. Yeah, yeah. They, also, that would never happen. They would have to ask permission to like use her picture. That is something book. I wrote down. And, yeah. <laughs> they would have to ask permission from Bracket, like for what he like said to him and everything. Would they though? I mean, I feel like you do, but maybe not. They, well, my problem with Loomis is they take Loomis from being a Van Helsing type figure, uh, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To being Gail Weathers from Scream. Yeah, that's what I said in the last episode. And it's such a huge jump because he's a shitty psychologist, but he's not a swaggering, posturing kind of star fucker the way he is in this movie. It's such a huge jump for that characterization. He's even worse than Gail, I feel like, because Gail is sympathetic to... She can be convinced to go be sympathetic and then she yeah yeah. she becomes sympathetic yeah she's uh totally self-interested and career driven in the first scream and kind of has more of an arc as that franchise goes along yeah yeah, yeah. and he goes from being 
a pretty dedicated psychiatrist who has an active interest in taking care of Michael to someone who's going to write an exploitative tell-all. Also, another problem I have with Loomis is that he dresses like Morpheus in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the part where um, love is like a strong word, but... I cracked up at the part where he's like with his agent going to like the um like the talk or whatever and they use like an old picture of him and he's like, That's the old Loomis. This this he like points to stuff, this is the new Loomis. I'm I have like, a mustache now. <laughs> the only exactly the only difference is in the old picture, he has kind of a beard, and yeah. in the, and a the black new Lewis, turtleneck. It's yeah. basically the pub, basically what he wore the night uh, that he went to <laughs> yes. go. Uh, so he took publicity shots before he went to Haddonfield to rescue yep. uh, um, everybody. Well, but, no, he got him the day of. Like he went to Old yeah. Mills, yeah, he's in like, Haddonfield. <laughs> um, but yeah, now he just has like kind of a Wade Boggs mustache, and that's really the sole difference, <laughs> and just a new attitude. I wish that they did, like, sort of a Halloween 4 where they did the half burn face. Like, if his, like, we could see that his, like, skull was, like, a little fucked up or something. Because, like, Michael crushes his skull in the the first one, right? That would have been fun. No, I mean, I have, there are cases, I guess, if you want to justify the massive leap that they take in that character. (laughs) There have been cases where somebody sustains a head injury or gets shot. his, like, personality change. Yes, exactly. Maybe. Yeah, that, but they I didn't mean, even reference that. Like that, that no. could be a possibility. Rob Zombie's listening to this podcast right now, going, "Yes, that's what I was going for, you <laughs> dicks." Uh. Rob Zombie um, said that people who didn't like this movie were just mad that it wasn't an adaption of the original Halloween two, and that they didn't understand what he was trying to do. Well, it is for the first quarter of the movie. Yeah, yeah. During a dream sequence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that that pissed me off. So much. I knew as soon as it started, I was like, because this is the first time I watched this movie. It was happening too fast. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it happened, I was like, this is a dream sequence. That's exactly. Well, I I oh. didn't know that it was going to be a dream sequence. I just thought it was going to be kind of a, a Roadrunner cartoon. But I was mm. like, holy shit. Like, well, like it was going to, they were going to go, like, go further than the second one. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, holy shit. Like, it, it, it's the exact events of. The eighty-one Halloween two uh, just condensed, but yeah. so going so fast. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what they did in the first movie. By the way, Octavia Spencer. I hate that they named her Octavia like so lazy. They named her character Octavia, and then she was on screen for like five seconds. Her name was Mrs. Daniels, which I don't know if that was the name. Yeah, but of they woman. call her Octavia. Well, in, that might have just mo- been the actress. The movie. Fuck it up. <laughs> Octavia. Oh, oh shoot line uh mrs davis like just says it off like oh shoot she uh, is like well keep it in <laughs> she is way too good for this movie yeah and way too good way too good to be a second kill yeah. in this movie oh i just wanted to point out also that- i wish that she'd come back like even though it was a dream sequence i wish she'd come back as like somebody else that like laurie knew in her life or something I don't know. there were a lot of good actors that were really underutilized in this movie yeah. yeah i just wanted to point out real quick that the coroner at the beginning of the movie is the same dude who plays joe chill in batman begins i knew i recognized him and he's also in mandy which got everybody if you haven't seen mandy yet 
I'm just gonna, see Mandy. I'm just going to do a Mandy podcast. We're going to watch Mandy every week. I also wrote that they didn't clean Lori up before she went into surgery. She was, like, still covered in sh- dirt and, like, blood. They poured, like, rubbing alcohol all over her. I don't know what they did. <laughs> yeah, they got some hydrogen peroxide. It looked like she looked dirtier than she did at the end of the movie. She looked well, like someone threw her in the mud. Film stock. They used, <laughs> yeah. It's the film, okay? It was the grain yeah. on uh-huh. the film. They okay. shot this in 16 millimeter. Right? Yes, they did. To Rob Zombie's credit, I think... That it was super unsettling, but I thought that surgery scene was very well done. Yeah, I, I, it, it was, was uh, pretty cool. The the practical effects in that were awesome, and like there was one scene where they, I don't know why they would need to do this, but they rip one of her fingernails off. Yeah, and it was so icky. Ugh, yeah, that part was gross. It was some uh, Jeff Goldblum shit from The Fly for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm like scrolling the, through my notes, and I barely have to scroll. Does the like whole. <laughs> Does the whole sequence where they pick up the bodies from the house, is that part of the dream sequence or is that after? That's In after. a flashback. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's part of the dream sequence. I can't remember. I'm Literally, this movie is like a blur of events to me. They, um... Yeah, I, I just think- wrote, this ain't my first fucking corpse rodeo. Um, which is a line that someone says. I love that they're, they're like, this guy feels like lead. The corners, dude. Yeah, they're... Uh, I get... I, I'm glad I was really I hate dream sequences and I hate that they basically saint elsewhere the entire oh, yeah, the first part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is such a cheap <laughs> gag to just make everything a dream sequence, especially if it takes up 25 minutes of screen time. I feel yeah. like Rob Zombie was just like, this isn't the fucking remake of Halloween 2. This is H2. By Rob Zombie. H2 no. (laughs) H2 no. Uh, But the corners were horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one corner was nice. The guy, he he was, uh, he's he's in Deadwood. He's on Sons of Anarchy. He wasn't, though. So they both say they're gonna like fuck Linda. Oh, he said that. Well, on one of them, yeah. One I, thought of he was, them, I thought he was scolding the other guy. I barely watched. I think he's kind sort of teasing, he and does, then he like starts agreeing with him. Yes, he. Uh, an, there's initially the guy that's like, you know, I never thought about fucking a corpse yeah. until tonight. Would you see that naked chick? And I'm like, you've been on the job for how many years? <laughs> how? Yeah. That that thought would never have occurred to you. Well, this you, is a Rob Zombie movie. Of course it's going to occur to I him. guess, but uh, to make that leap, you, you must have seen Naked Corpses before. Um, so, I mean, that that was so disgusting and yeah. just and not not necessarily completely superfluous. And then the other guy's like, hey, man, that's, that's really messed up. But then he <laughs> makes... Th- there's a hat trick of terrible jokes in this movie and yeah. the first yeah. one is like what's the difference between jam yes. and jelly oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i right. can't jelly my cock and Ugh, put it so in gross disgusting uh, so gross so they're both horrible <laughs> yeah uh, i wanted to point out he was wearing a chicago white Sox beanie yes <laughs> uh but um did you uh, did you watch the unrated cut no because no, we watched the theatrical cut. okay so I don't know what the difference is. I, I watched Underrated. Uh, I went to Odd Obsession and rented it, which uh-huh. is the best place in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you live in Chicago, you should rent from them. Uh, they're a fantastic video rental store. And I actually went to the owner's, the guy who owns that place, apartment. Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Josh? I no. think the, the guy with the... Is it, I think his name's... Uh, is it Josh? Brian? 
Anyway, he he made Sasha Brian. He like runs it. He like works there or whatever. But um, he owns a bunch of posters from Ghana. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which are amazing. Yeah, they're Uh, they're pretty dope. Did you so? uh, Deadly Prey Gallery. That's what it's called. Look it up on Instagram and also follow Welcome to Haddonfield on Instagram. Hell yeah. Do they have any Halloween ones? I asked him that whenever we went, yeah. and he said uh, they had a couple commissioned mm. that were like b- about to be shipped over from God. Uh, yeah, nice. they, they'll do for a nominal fee. They will do basically any movie you want. Yeah. Starts uh, up at three hundred dollars. Yeah, totally worth it though. Yeah, that's not that's like not bad for mm-hmm. like what you're getting. Yeah, Walker was uh, my friend Walker who was in town when we went. He was uh, asking all about it because he like he was like I don't know and like. Way back, he was like, I don't know what movie I should... Like, he would just... Like, he's like, this is going to take me a while to think about which movie I should get made. Right. I did write that Octavia Spencer and Lori passed the Bechdel test. They um, pass it a bunch in this movie. It, it's like a few times. Them two specifically? Well, no, I mean, th- this movie passes the Bechdel test several times. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, I don't know if I wrote them all down. Some of them are hard to pinpoint mm-hmm. because because the because the a lot of the girl characters you don't really get a name for until later in the movie so you don't really know if they're named or not which is okay wait is that part of the Bechtel test you yeah have they to have, have, have name? to name be named characters got it this reminds me for some reason rob zombie has first and last names for minor characters yeah yeah yeah. like the guy that who, don't get named on screen yeah yeah um the guy the creepy dude who's talking about having sex with linda's corpse his name is Gary Scott. That Gary is his Scott, that yeah. is his character name. The other guy, Corner Hooks. <laughs> so Gary Scott, by the way, I so I don't know I was the reason I was asking about unrated versus uh R rated cut is I don't know how it was in the R rated cut, but the unrated cut, the language is insane. Uh it yeah, is it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Honestly, Wolf of Wall Street esque in terms of volume of cursing. So, so the corners get in the car accident. They uh, get a cow, which is which is also a ripoff of an Adam Sandler sketch. Oh, really? Yes. So there's an Adam Sandler sketch from What the Hell Happened to Me, uh, where these four guys. It's called like the sketch is like Memory Lane, and these four guys are driving along, and they're all reminiscing about their past and every single one of them talks about a 65 year old man's balls and they kick people out of the car and it ends with like one of them talking about like licking a 65 year old man's balls Mm -hmm. and then one of them's like cow and they like screech and hit a cow so this already dumb ass death is ripped off a dumb ass adam sandler comedy album sketch i don't know i don't know growing up in the south that stuff Cows do, um, people do hit deer and stuff like that all the time, so it could have been ripped off of life. Sure, I mean... <laughs> Doesn't have to be Adam Sandler, okay? Not everything needs to be a rip-off of everything. Rob Zombie could have been original. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Give him some he, credit. He he's did. from Haverhill, Massachusetts. He's he did Hellbilly Sutter. Deluxe. <laughs> I, fine. Uh... All right. Whatever you're about to criticize check. him, just check yourself and think. Oh, yeah. Deluxe. No, check in, mate, Nick. He did Hellbilly Deluxe, so every every unpardonable sin in this movie. Is, I want to talk about the stopping power of this cow, though. That car, that cow was might as well could have been made of it like made of steel or something. Cows are, are massive. And then, and then I, I actually screwed into it. the road. 
Yeah, like it was, it was, it was. Uh, 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 that cow was made out of dark matter. It was so <laughs> dense that, like, as soon as you hit it, it just stopped. Like you were, you couldn't budge it anymore. The sure. like the van like was smushed against it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was that van became a like a cow van. <laughs> yeah. So they hit the cow, um, and I was counting. I rewound it and deliberately tallied. He's like oh, yeah. really injured. He says fuck. 26 yeah. Yeah. That's a theatrical cut yeah. too. Yeah. He says fuck 26 <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. And I am sure that Rob Zombie wrote that in the script. Okay. I'm sure that's not oh, sure. an improvised 26 <laughs> fucks. I, I'm pretty sure Rob Zombie was there like holding up fingers yeah. to make sure he hit all 26. Yeah, that part was just unnecessary and could have been short. The um, kill at the end of it is incredible though. Oh, the head roll? Oh, yeah, good head roll. Uh, he chops his head off. Well, when he saw, uh, he like saws his head off with like a piece of glass, and you see like oh, all the it's sinews. So gross. It's yeah. really fucked up. I just want to talk about how that reminds me because Michael could have just left that guy there, and I think Carpenter Michael would have done that, but Rob Zombie Michael, of course, killed him. And I just want to talk for a second about how Rob Zombie turned Michael Myers into Jason Voorhees. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got mom issues. Yeah. Obviously, and then he just kills for no reason. Like he just yeah. kills just to kill. Like, I think that Rob Zombie was more interested in Laurie's journey in this one, I guess, which is weird because it's still not very good it's job not of good. it. Yeah, he turns Laurie into himself. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like all like preppy and whatnot in the first yeah. movie. In this movie, she's got dreads. She yeah. looks. Exactly. I wrote when she woke when she woke up from her dream. I wrote, "Oh, Laurie's goth now." <laughs> You see her bathroom look like the bathroom of like a venue, like a music venue. Yeah, like that's her friend Annie's house, and she like trashed her bathroom. She wrote bathroom. six 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 in the mirror and all that shit. She, didn't she got she? Charles Manson above the bed. Right, somebody who's been had their life ripped apart by a serial killer has a giant poster of Charles Manson over her bed. And now, I mean, Stockholm syndrome exists. Yeah, but come on, y'all. Yeah, yeah no, it's ridiculous. That's she so also spray painted. Panties and socks on her dresser drawer, <laughs> and and she's wearing an Ace Freely shirt for no reason. Out of all the band members of Kiss, the shirts you'd wear, it would not be Ace Freely. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's a huge jump, but yeah, he turned her into a proto white zombie fan. Oh yeah, it's yeah. stupid. I'm sure she bought Hellbilly Deluxe the day it came out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I bet she's got Twisted Metal 3 on PS1. <laughs> she only plays a Sweet Tooth. And Twisted Metal 4, which has Rob Zombie as a playable character. Great. Uh, um, <laughs> does he drive the Dragula? I think is he does, yeah. Of course he does. Uh, Hellbilly Skelter, everybody. Another great... Hellbilly Deluxe, excuse uh, me. Skelter Skelter's a white zombie song. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. <laughs> Another great actress shows up uh, pretty soon. Margot Kidder is playing Laurie's therapist, mm-hmm. which is cool. She, she, has, a, a she has a first name. She's a terrible therapist. Also, like that's such a waste, too, that like that character never comes back. She's only in that really short scene. She's in two scenes. Oh, what's that? Maybe uh, in the unrated, in the unrated cut. cut, she yeah, comes she, back in. In the theatrical cut, she's only in that one scene. Yep. Um, so what's the second scene she's in? Oh God, yeah. that scene! I'm I'm sad you. Uh, Did they she just cut get it straight up killed. No, she doesn't. She actually makes it out alive. Um, but was there a scene where Frankenstein is talking to like little kids in the the R-rated version? I don't think so. There's a um. Well, he's a. Uh, 
he gets killed later on, but he's the guy like, that owns a strip club. Yeah, but oh yes, yes, the, yes, the, the strip club they show guy. The yes, news, he is in it. The news, uh, yeah, the news. He's like, yeah, check it out. I'm yeah. on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that character shows up, who is horrible. Yeah, uh, he shows up earlier in the movie, and he's, he's in the first movie. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Which I think is crazy. Oh, I don't remember him. Yeah, because uh, he was he was Deborah Myers's boss. Because I remember seeing him. Oh, it's the same that strip makes club? Sense. Yeah. That's crazy. That I'm, makes sense. I wondered if it was the same strip club, but I honestly couldn't remember. Well, they advertised it as a strip club where Deborah Myers, mother oh, of Michael Myers, I used to dance. Yes. Honestly, I was paying so much attention to this movie. They So in the unrated version, he's uh, dressed up like Frankenstein, and he's out in the Haddonfield Town Square, mm-hmm. and... He's like, hey, kids, you like popcorn? And, like, he's got, like, a big box of popcorn, and all these kids are laughing. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You, hey, kids, you like Frankenstein? Ugh. Or whatever. So, uh, And it's a flashback, and uh, um, Lori is in the psychiatrist's office, and she's really upset about something that happened. And she's like, Frankenstein was out, and he was, he was saying all these perverted things. And I'm like, that's not perverted at all. Um... <laughs> I mean, he is a perverted guy, yeah. but asking kids if they like popcorn and or Frankenstein is not perverse Ugh. by any Lori, metric. Margot Kidder, um, what was it? Oh, the Lee Brackett, only sheriff in town to change rails just because I want to talk about this ponytail. Who has a that ponytail? It, that cannot, Brackett does? That yeah. has to be against dress code. Yeah. <laughs> that, that horrible aging hippie... <laughs> Look that Brad Dorif yeah. has going for him is horrible. He's basically like he just walked off the set of Deadwood and just put on a sheriff's costume and was like, "I guess I'll do this today." Yes, <laughs> maybe he was filming. When what seasons? What years were Deadwood? I'm gonna Google that. Uh, this would have been post Deadwood. Is this post? I want to feel like De- I feel like Deadwood, Deadwood was... ended in 06. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he was just lying around. He was waiting for Deadwood to come. I back. feel like that's <laughs> just how Brad Dorif looks. <laughs> Oh man! It, and such a waste of breath. Also, Dorf. Rob Zombie's so obsessed with guys with long hair. Like yes. every single guy in these movies has long, greasy, uh, dirty hair. Like a bunch of just got a bunch of kid rocks running yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the guy that is plays Lori's boss is the um, is the guy from Clue. The like the um, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, yeah. uh, what is it? Hal and Pete is that yeah, his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to my uncle Meat. Uncle Meat. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, I was so close. Did you say Hal and Pete? I said Hal and Pete. Hal and Pete. Uh, he owns a biker emporium. That's yeah, who Hal sure. and Pete is. But a uh, place that sells bikers, <laughs> sells leather-clad, mustachioed, greasy men. Not not Harley Davidsons. Just the people that ride them. What was this guy? Uncle Meat. Yes. Uh, who was he in Clue? He's the guy that comes in at the end. He's secretly like a detective or something, but he comes in and he pretends to be um, like a... Like a homeless person? Like a drifter? No, like... um, uh, One of those evangelical... Yeah, evangelical people that donk on the door and like give you pamphlets. And when when Mrs. Peacock's trying to leave and he's like, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he's like, you're about to be raptured or something. And then she's like, it's already here. I need to rewatch Clue. It's really good. It's come up a lot lately. Yeah. What What did we talk about that had a bunch of that was going to have different endings? Um, that was Halloween Resurrection. That's right. And I was saying how they should have showed all the endings and like have the transition music like they do in Clue. Yeah. Oh God. 
Um, I want to talk about Mary Birdsong. She was uh, she was Loomis's agent or whatever. Pu- yeah, uh, uh, I think pu- publicist. Yeah, but these yes. reporters are cool, really cool. Yeah, but she's a really good improviser. Like she was in Reno Nine One One. Oh yeah, I'm trying to. She's think. kind of funny in this. Yeah, she's yeah. also in a, a podcast called the Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project, which you should check it out. Yeah, it's very good. She's a very a very talented and piss poorly utilized. Yeah. I kind of liked her character in this movie. I would have liked her part to be bigger. I wrote down the song What's Your Name by Leonard Skinner and I do not know why. Was it in the movie? There was there's a lot of cheesy 70s rock in it. I don't uh, maybe that song was in this. It was. I don't in rec- it. I don't recall. It was in it, but I'm trying to think about what scene it was in. Because I was just like yeah. thinking, I'm like, what's your name? Because that song. Just... Mary Birdsong's character is pretty uneven, though. Because one second, sorry. <clears throat> Jesus Christ! It's the most this has ever happened. Um, Mary Birdsong's character. We yeah, we were talking earlier about the Loomis arc and how it makes no sense, and her character also is kind of inconsistent because she's willfully the publicist of mm, this schlock. Yeah peddling asshole yeah and he he's giving this talk uh and then later when he's taking publicity photos in front of the myers house she's like this is so fucked up yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah this is weird. what you're on board for yeah. like you're yeah. you're representing this sleazeball yeah. i have this in my note i said haddonfield must be in southern illinois gotta be <laughs> I, um, I recently went down to Southern Illinois a year ago, and I was like, "It's it's basically like the Southern United States." So I think that's where Haddonfield in the Carpenter mythology, I think, is up in like Central Illinois. But this Haddonfield, this is, is real down. This state. is like on the border of Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I wrote that it passed the Bechdel test again when the girls were talking about the concert in the store. Oh, I want to talk about that real quick. Her yeah. friends. Her dude. friends are the worst. Um, I have a lot of things to say about them, especially later in the movie. The, uh, let's go ahead. Let's get into it. Um, the costumes, they were like, you're going to dress as a sexy maid. And then... Oh, tur- could they not talk about Rocky Horror? Because they're obviously their characters from Rocky Horror. Yeah, could they not but, say Rocky Horror? Yeah, but I hate that Harley describes her costume as, I'm a woman dressed as a man who wants to be a woman. That's so like, transphobic. Only- it's yeah. so gross. Oh, yeah. They, they, they managed to hit, uh, they have like some homophobic <laughs> shit yeah, yeah. to say, and then they, they managed to like check out the transphobic box. But when she says, like, I'm a dude dressed as a woman who thinks he's a dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which also might be a Tropic Thunder ripoff as well. <laughs> Tropic she, Thunder when did Tropic... I think Tropic Thunder was after this. Two, it, was it was before. It was 2007 oh. or 2008. Yeah. Came out the same year as Iron Man. Yeah. But anyway, when she says that, she is dressed as Frankenfurter with a flannel on. That is what makes that costume. <laughs> a, a dude who thinks he's a woman who thinks he's a dude. And then later on at the party, which the party was cool. Like all the, I liked all the costumes that I that party. I want... To go to that Halloween party. <laughs> Is it in a barn? Yeah. Yes. I guess that might be a reference to Halloween 4 because they have that barn party. Or, Come on, Halloween 5? Or 5, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That party is an absolute rager. And cool. the, the giant jack-o'-lantern yeah, that was cool. yeah, that, that's cool. uh, puppet yeah. is so badass looking yeah. but yeah they come out and like she's obviously dressed as frankenfurter because she's yeah. got the wig and everything i guess they couldn't say the names i guess not i don't know they obviously but yeah it was, the characters it was frankenfurter columbia and magenta and magenta yeah yeah oh i wanted to say that the um where she's having sex with or gonna have sex with that dude in the van uh-huh. that is a reference to the movie prom night Oh, yes. I've never seen Prom Night. Uh, or, yes, I have, but okay. it was a long time ago. 
The exact same thing happens because in the movie Prom Night, the guy's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then he walks yeah. out. And he doesn't get killed, but she does. Does So in the version... So that hookup is so disgusting. Do they actually hook up in the unrated version? Yes. So, But they have this conversation where they're... Where they talk about... She talks about, like, if he can pee on her or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but before that, uh, she, they're rare to go and really eager and... He, oh god, I wrote down some of the dialogue because it is. How many pages of notes did you Holy unreal. Uh, I, I kept writing shit down. Like, I, I paused I paused this movie so many times because there was just stuff that was jaw dropping virtually every 30 seconds. Um, oh my god. Uh, is it the conversation where he's oh, like, I don't care if you're a guy or a girl or. Okay, so he, he's at first, he, he says something like, uh, yeah, we can go have some drinks in my car. They're roofie free, I swear. Oh my god! Uh, and she laughs. Yeah. Um, and then um, there's like this dialogue that's supposed to be like kind of in the in the background as they're walking to the van to hook up. Uh, and he says something about a blowjob, and Harley goes, "A blowjob? Is that what you call it? I call it sucking a dick." <laughs> Rob Zombie. Semantics. If you uh, had not have. Released. I I am sure Hellbilly Deluxe uh, would not forgive you, but you released that album and you also made Devil's Rejects <laughs> and A House of a Million Corpses. Uh, a thou- yes. Uh, oh boy. But I I am convinced that Rob Zombie has neither heard nor held a human conversation in his life after hearing that dialogue. Um, it. But also like the thing that struck me about like this horrendous exchange between these two people is that she cannot wait to get to the van to fuck this guy um but she can't see his face because he has this very realistic werewolf mask I was about to say, so you know, she is drawn in purely by this guy's banter i feel uh, like she that, just like she just wants to she fuck just a wants to fuck she doesn't care who it is i think she just wants to fuck a werewolf i don't know. i don't think what? she's a very highly developed character <laughs> No, Harley's. <laughs> Neither of the girlfriends garbage. are very highly developed. No. Jan- no, Annie's the like most developed friend character in the movie because yeah. she was from the first one. Yeah. Um. Was gonna say the next thing in my notes is that so Michael goes there and kills them at this party. Yes. And he doesn't immediately wait for them to like come out and then kill them. He like goes back to the he goes back house. to the bracket house to kill annie like why when Lori's at the party like why does he give a fuck yeah that's that's what the it uh, would have made more sense to go to the house first and then find out that they went to the party oh my god i, I would say michael myers in this like like his trajectory it makes no fucking is, sense is like billy from family circus <laughs> you know those strips where it's just like the dotted lines around the whole town i just want to say um him being like a crazy old vagabond, those two years or whatever, or that year uh-huh. or whatever, like that's pretty realistic of him like growing growing out a long yeah, beard growing out the long like beard, looking all like musty and all that mm. stuff. How, that that was a, a good point in the movie, like a, like a highlight. <laughs> that's his, but that's his thing. Like he's like this washed up old pro killer, like yeah. just really sad. It like turns into eastbound and down. Like he's just, he's more like he's more like John Rambo than Kenny Powers. Yeah. But he, he, I don't know, like, he had one, he, he's out and about and, like, living. Why the fuck doesn't he just go right back to Haddonfield and start yeah. killing? Like, one second. I started shorting out in my ear. Okay. 
All right, continue. I'm sorry. But it, it takes his mom to get his confidence back. Oh my god! What, the other thing I was thinking of is he cuts across country and goes on like seemingly a epic hike. Why doesn't he steal a fucking truck? Like he does in every other movie. I think that Rob Zombie was trying to establish that Michael couldn't drive in this version. Yeah, he didn't have because he doesn't drive in the first one either. He didn't have any Burt Reynolds movies to watch. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. What was the question you were gonna have, Peyton? Oh, I'm wondering if Rob Zombie is a vegetarian. He is because yeah, he's vegan. Because there's that huge sequence where they make a huge deal about getting a vegetarian pizza, and then when. Um, Lori accidentally bites into the meat side of the pizza. They undercut it with the sequence of Michael tearing apart that dog and like eating it. Yeah. And then they make a huge deal of her like throwing up and stuff. And I was like, this is like some very highly like vegetarian like. Yeah, I, I think like <laughs> propaganda. Lori, Lori just went through. Uh, she's she's like a she just transformed into Rob Zombie after yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. What she turned <laughs> For into? Sure. Absolutely. She's probably recording an album as like there's probably a. <laughs> subplot that was cut out where she was recording uh, <laughs> Hellbilly Deluxe. <laughs> but, yeah, both Rob and Sherry Moon Zombie are, are, veget- are uh, vegan. very vocal vegans. And, that uh, makes sense. I, I like I that. Very movie. vocal vegans. Very vocal vegans. Well, you know, you gotta, we gotta be alliterative here <laughs> on this podcast. Um, it should be hello from Haddonfield. But they... Um, hello from? No. <laughs> This is not a postcard. This is a sign. <laughs> uh, they apparently were allegedly uh, commended by PETA for the first movie for pointing out that um, one of the early signs of psychopathy is hurting animals. <laughs> I guess he got a commendation yeah, yeah. from PETA, and I, they don't owe it to him. Yeah. What's what's the commendation, do you think? What do they give like, people? Good good for you. Like, good for you they for pointing that out. They just send you a email. Well, just pointing out the link. They send you an email. They're like, hey, Rob, saw Halloween, loved it. Hi, we're trying to reach out to Robert Zombie. <laughs> hey, it's me, Moby, from the people for the ethical treatment of animals, uh, calling for Rob. I'll hold. Hi, Rob. <laughs> what, uh... I'm trying to think of some other dumb stuff. Yeah, the makes no sense thing. I will say, across town. I will say there was one part, one sequence I really liked in the movie, and it was um, the Annie's death sequence because we didn't see it. And then when Lori goes to the house, it under it plays it interspersed, and I thought that was kind of a cool reveal. That was cool. Also, uh, want to point out the fact that she doesn't have any clothes on when they find her. She had a bathrobe on when. I guess he oh, was she in a clothes. bathrobe? Yeah, I guess he ripped her clothes yeah. off. Which is, I'm like, I'm like, that's just that. I have a problem with that that scene because she's. They set it up. Is for, she always in a bathrobe? By the way, she's always in a bathrobe. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Um, have they graduated high school by now? They, no. they, well, maybe it's been two years. They, they've got to be early college age. But she was naked uh, in the first movie, so it doesn't was, really matter. Yeah. Well, but uh, she was doing it. I'm just. Th- she was doing. It. I'm just thinking. Um, She's always in the bathroom, but she just at at home like all the time, like not in school anymore. I believe that you yeah. know, like if if uh, somebody came and horribly mutilated you, yeah. were they were they seniors in the? <laughs> I, they don't. I've, they never say. Yeah, I, I assume they're sophomores or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were like seventeen. They could have also dropped out of school after that traumatization. They could have. Good. Good. They got their GED. Mm-hmm. But they they set up that Annie kill. To be a mirror scare. 
right? Yeah. And she, um, that she still looks in the mirror and yeah. she still has to look over into the yeah. shower. It's yeah. also like it's also such a lazy mirror scare too. It's not very good. No, I feel like Rob Zombie saw that in Shaun of the Dead and was like, "I got to use that." <laughs> and that's um, it. Also. Lori's first favorite word in this movie, like every other character, is fuck. Yeah. Her second favorite word is baby. When Annie dies, she's like, oh, baby, don't worry, yeah, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. baby, baby, baby. She says baby. I didn't tally, <laughs> but it's upwards of she 20. Say, yeah. She says baby so much. Oh, man. Speaking of baby, watch Baby Driver. <laughs> I'm just going to promote other good movies. Um, <laughs> or Baby Stay Out, one of my personal faves. Jesus Christ. Oh, something I wanted to uh, talk about was in one of the 18 music videos that were in this movie, the one the one part where it was like, uh, who was it? Was it Michael dreaming? Somebody was dreaming, and like it's all snowing. And I think Lori's like, laying on the like Thanksgiving table. Yes, that's that. That, that scene is actually kind of cool. That's very cool. That's I can't tell if that I can't remember if that's a Michael dream or a Lori dream. It's a Lori, or dream. they both have it or something. It's a uh, yes for they by the end they are sharing one consciousness yeah. a la E T almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because they're both like in the same dream. Yeah, space. they have this empathetic yeah. bond, but that. It's kind of like a murderous Da Vinci Last Supper. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, and uh, it's the mask, so awesome. The masks, that they, the masks are really good. Really, yes. the, the pumpkin head masks yeah. are really cool. They feel, they're very, um, they're very like Halloween Town, but like scary version of they it. They feel like either Neverending Story or like something that was in like a Smashing Pumpkins music video mm-hmm. to me. Totally. Yeah that that scene's actually pretty good, but on the whole, I take issue with this. Very sloppily put together, kind of Freudian yeah. dream arc in yeah. the movie. I think it's so dumb. I don't think the I I get what he's going for, but it's obvious that Rob Zombie put in half a Wikipedia's page of research <laughs> into Freudian psychotheory <laughs> and is going for this kind of ambitious mommy issues arc yeah. and you don't need to do it. Yeah. You don't need to I don't give a shit why Michael Myers wants to kill everybody. It's mm-hmm. it's just way scarier if you know that he does. Mm-hmm. And they they also also already established in the first uh the first Rob Zombie movie that it's bullying. Like he he's got like a dark side, but he's just like constantly being bullied and has like a troubled childhood. Like so, th- mm-hmm. you don't need to go any further. Yeah. Well, can't argue with the man that made Hellbilly Deluxe. Okay. <laughs> um, keep saying it because it's true. <laughs> Sorry, I have I have no more notes. By the way, I, I'm out of notes. Um, I'm gonna rely on you, you guys. I do want to talk about the last scene a little bit. Um, the standoff? Also insane. Yeah. Talking about the standoff or the uh, the long hallway? What part is the long hallway? Oh, There's that... like an extended hallway, right? Yeah. Like like The Shining? With, uh, with Laurie at the end sitting on the end of, end of bed? You talking about that scene? Oh, that's the very, very end. We I, I want to talk about both. About both. Um, there's the one part. So 
somehow does Michael grab Lori and then bring her to that shed? Is yeah. that how she or gets she, there? She, I can't remember. He flips a car and yeah, that's what happens. She, yeah. she escapes. Uh, she, she escapes, escapes the from the bracket house. Yeah, okay, and is running down the road and she stops his pizza boy or whatever. And he's like, "Don't worry." And then like, she yeah, gets and the he's car. gonna drive her. He's gonna help her yeah. drive her to the hospital. And then Michael takes the dude and then throws him through the windshield and then takes his sweet ass time. That's the thing about Lori. He just doesn't. He 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 doesn't just kill her. That's what he. That's what well, he doesn't want to kill Lori. He's trying Lori. to bring her home. I feel yeah, like in this that's, one he doesn't want to kill Lori. Oh my god! Well, he's doing a shitty job of taking care of her. I don't know. He just, he's just a bad dad. He's a bad older brother. Yeah, bad uh, influence. But yeah, he flips the freaking car and then pulls her out, and the car explodes. Yeah. Yes, I did notice that. Which yeah. cracked me. Up. Also, that's the police know. Trip. The police know where they are because. Uh, somebody goes to Sheriff Brackett and they're like, we have an eyewitness saying that they saw Michael Myers grab Lori oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on like the most desolate, abandoned road I've ever seen. Yeah. Where the fuck is this eyewitness? Well, somebody saw an explosion and was like, that. I guess. Where? <laughs> Were they in a fucking tree stand waiting for deer? It, it was probably no like sense. it was probably like some hillbillies hooking up in the forest. That's the thing. Like, if there were hillbillies, <laughs> if anyone was having sex, Michael would have put Lori down, stabbed them to death, and then gone back. No. Um. Well, there's like. Uh, well, this movie was filmed in Georgia, so I'm just gonna use Southern logic for this. Uh-huh. With roads like that, there are houses like up in a hill or something. Okay. Uh-huh. And so somebody up on a hill, they I'm saw just, it with their maybe, binoculars. We call them binoculars. Probably just some. <laughs> And maybe that's probably what happened. There's roads like that all throughout Alabama. I like your theory, but my fan theory is that they were editing it and they're like oh fuck we have we didn't justify why the whole police department which has a SWAT team apparently in a helicopter in this podunk yeah. southern Illinois town well they got what, it how they know his location so they year, shoehorn in that happened. line yeah um god but um, that standoff is yeah. crazy the standoff is so weird I like how Loomis is like it's time for my redemption then it walks in and gets killed yeah Ugh. I hate Loomis um, I hate that, like, Lori says, I love you, brother. That's so dumb. Um, what was uh, Deborah Myers trying to get her to say? I love, I love you, mommy. mommy. I love you, mommy. And she does say <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Lori walks out in Michael's mask. This is the only time in the movie that they use any of the original music. They use Lori's they theme. They use Lori's theme, yeah. which was kind of cool. Um, I want to say that, that that little hospital or whatever she's in, at that white room at the uh-huh. end. It really makes me laugh because the reverse shot where you have like the white horse and Deborah Myers and all stuff. This makes I hate those stupid fucking white horse. Yeah, if you look up in the ceiling, everything's symmetrical except for an air vent. It's like not. It's like kind of off to the side. And I was like, like me watching that, I was like, I would have bugged the shit out of me. I've been like, get the art director to change that or some shit. Like we just got to either take that vent out or. God, that bothered me. Um, not good symmetry. And then the movie ends on a Love Hurts cover. But not Nazareth's <laughs> Love Hurts cover. I thought that was the only version there is. No, the, um, so many. The person, I looked up the person who did, does it for the movie, they did it specifically for the movie, and they did the cover of Sandman from the previous one, too. Ah, yeah. Ah. Uh, but Love Hurts, I also know as... It's Nazareth. Nazareth, it's but the only, it's just Nazareth. It that's the best one. It's just Nazareth. God damn it! 
Um, Hair of the dog. No, the guy from Flying Burrito Brothers, uh, uh, whatever his name is, Nazareth? the king of alt country. It's not it's Nazareth. Nazareth. <laughs> it's not Nazareth. I don't know. I, I just know. Now you're messing with the <laughs> son of a bitch. Why is this song called Hair of the Dog? Probably because they couldn't name it Son of a Bitch. Uh, what else I got? No more notes. Sorry, everybody. Oh, also, they, uh, I love when they're trying to figure out how to get out of this situation when they have that standoff with uh-huh. Michael somebody to negotiate like what would michael's terms yeah, be? Yeah. <laughs> like are they really gonna get yeah. eddie murphy or like eddie samuel L. jackson to like go in there and try to wait did you just think that eddie murphy was the star of the negotiator well samuel L. jackson's in the negotiator but eddie murphy is in a movie called metro where he's a hostage negotiator oh, i thought you were about to say eddie murphy recorded the song party all the time he d- he did but that's what qualifies him to be a hostage negotiator I've had that song stuck in my head for the past couple of days. Well, uh, him and Rick James were... Y'all don't know the backstory behind Party All the Time? Uh, I know that they did. right now. He Uh, and Rick James were snowed in in Buffalo, and obviously to get out, they had to negotiate their way out with the snow. Yeah. I mean, snowed in, uh, the obvious double entendre for cocaine being being in play there. It was Buffalo, okay? That's all I know. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of snow in Buffalo. Yeah, there's a... You know one time that all the snow in Buffalo didn't melt until, like, July? I believe that. I thought that was the craziest thing ever. I believe that. It's so cold up there. My grandparents live, like, an hour from Buffalo. It made me think, I'm never gonna go to Buffalo. (laughs) Why would you? Um, the Buffalo Wing Contest that was advertised in the movie Osmosis Jones. Okay. They do that now, by the way, because of that movie. Fair enough. What are we gonna rate this? (laughs) What's the rating We're score rating for this movie? We, we've got nothing further to discuss. I don't. I there's Do honestly want I something? want to talk about. I will say like a bright spot for parts of this movie are some of the kills. Some of them are incredible. Yeah. We already talked about the the head roll kill for the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the face stomp at the the face stomp is so brutal. It's yeah, insane. that is a really good part. I want to talk about that real quick because he choke slams him, then he rock stomps his face. So yes. basically, Michael in this year has been watching. WWF. Well, I also. Well, he already looks like a fucking wrestler yeah. anyway. I was going to say Johnny and Spencer brought that up. They're like, was this. Was Tyler Mayne a pro wrestler? I brought that up. You did. <laughs> uh, I looked it up. He was. That's of what course I he was. He, he looks like a wrestler. He was. This he, was a future and he's endeavor fucking for him. Huge. He's massive. Yeah, he's like six foot eight. He was the tag team partner of Kevin Nash. That makes uh, sense. AKA Diesel. Uh, and they had this kind of like lounge lizard like vegas douchebag uh tag team going so kevin nash was um vinnie vegas and tyler main was big sky or something so i guess utah they were playing on the utah and nevada was he named angle. after the uh the kate bush song uh i will big sky uh i was saying utah because that's big sky country um, that's like their their it's a kate bush song i'm telling you this Nevada music, and this Utah is a music are bordering podcast. states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, his finisher was the running up the hill. He would he would yeah, go on the turnbuckle. It's actually, yeah. actually called the deal with God. Yeah, just, for sure. So you better make a deal with God. Uh, running up that hill. <laughs> oh man! Hi, um, welcome to so that, Talking that, Bush. That that space uh, that space stomp the the face stomp was crazy, Riddle, and then. Yeah. When he hangs him up and you see like the squished face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, that was, was nuts. Is that the only person he puts on display in this movie? No, he decorates no. a lot. Yeah, uh, Michael Myers loves to decorate. Yeah, in the uh, the what turns out to be a dream sequence of the hospital, he 
strings up a patient and like gouges her eyes out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, somebody else. He there's somebody else. I think he does. I think he does like the the three. sequence with um, Octavia is really interesting to look at because it's like her face it like holds itself together and then it splits open that's kind of yeah that stabbing like, is yeah. insane yeah the, uh that's super brutal that was a cool makeup effect i thought yeah yeah i'll, I'll say for being a movie being in a movie that is <laughs> fathoms beneath her <laughs> octavia spencer really puts her back into it yeah so I, she's I like still I, playing nurses though yeah I feel that like shit if, needs to stop yeah i feel like sure. if i ever met her i would like not to I want to talk about the help. I was just like I was like that makeup effect you had in Halloween too was very cool. She probably doesn't want to talk about she the help probably, anyway. She would probably mace you and, and leave because I I would I probably because I would say roll tide and she went to Auburn. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, you went to you went to. I was like, I didn't go to Alabama. I'm just a fan. She's like, well, I graduated from Auburn. I was like, well, I don't care, Octavia Spencer. Uh, can we talk about that Spencer's gift sketch you were in on Saturday Night Live that one time? <laughs> you she probably will want to talk about that. That was the dumbest sketch. It, it was, was so stupid. That was a bad sketch. She comes in wearing those fucking holographic glasses with the reptile eyes. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, it was also... She's the CEO of Spencer's Gift. Because <laughs> yeah. her name is Octavia Spencer. That's what the sketch oh. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They also put it. It was the very last sketch before the hugs. And yeah, credits. it was. It was a five. It was a five to one sketch for yeah. sure. Or what do they call it? Fifteen to midnight. Five, fifteen to one. I don't Which know. tend to be my favorite because they they take the most chances. Yeah. But that one they tried and they and were like fell. I don't. They were like it was like two a.m. in the morning before the show and they're like I don't know her name. It was Octavia Spencer, and she owns Spencer's gifts. I would have thought that was the funniest thing ever in the writer's room. and that Especially at 2 a.m. Yeah, and that sketch, believe it or not, was the only sketch that episode that made me laugh. Because <laughs> I was like, this is the dumbest shit ever. Was this a recent episode? It was like last two, season, was like I think. Two okay. years ago, yeah. maybe. I like, haven't watched like these past two seasons that much. Adam Driver episode this most this, this season's bit was good. Yeah, was I heard Tiffany good. Haddish was good, too. Yeah, she was. Good. She was. She plays a Street Fighter or like a Mortal Kombat character, and her uh, her her moves is it's just her dancing and going Rihanna, Rihanna. Yes. <laughs> and I think another one she goes Beyonce. Beyonce, I have seen that. And they one. like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very funny one. Anyway, welcome to talking Saturday Night Live. I got Saturday dog hair in my fucking sock. Uh, what scale can we even use for this? Are uh, any more kills we want to talk about? Oh, other kills. Um. Those were the two that definitely stood out. Yeah. There's a lot. The body count in this is really fucking high. Uh, uh, basically, all If the- you count the ones in the dream sequence. True. <laughs> also, can we talk about the... Uh, I mean, it is a dream sequence. I will give you that. But can we talk about the mass morgue no. that they have in right. the basement <laughs> that she has to, she has to tiptoe past? To try to get I out of the I'm, hospital, I missed that part. They, they must have cut that out of oh, the theatrical cut. So she goes into the basement like they <laughs> yeah, do in Halloween Two, uh-huh. like the original one. Oh um, yeah, that definitely wasn't. In she theatrical like cut. looks down and is like freaked out, and then there's a reveal that there's like this pit of bodies. Like I don't know, if, like they just had the coroner hasn't sorted them out yet and given them. It's like tags. the swimming pool in Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's this massive pool of bodies. Uh, and then she makes her way out into the parking garage to deal with the jump to conclusions Matt guy from Office Space. Oh, yeah. What else is Who's that guy that, that Is that the guy that's outside in the shed? Buddy, the security yeah, guy. Yeah, the security. Yeah. And, and then she names her little bear buddy. Oh, right. Creepy. 
Um, What's the scale we're going to rate this on? I, I was going to say fucks. Let's like, yeah, rate it on so, fucks. How I many give, fucks? I, I no this. fucks given to me for me. Same. <laughs> to me for me? Is that what you just To said? me or from me. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone shit. would like to give me any fucks, please email <laughs> welcome to Haddonfield <laughs> at gmail.com at gmail.com with the headshot resume and how tall you are. Send Peyton some fucks. Please. I... <laughs> it's becoming... It's slowly become... It used to be we're just trying to get your boyfriend. Now we're just... <sighs> now just it's winter time. So. I will not use this podcast for that purpose, okay? <laughs> For um, me, I will. So it's. I already said I have issues with yeah. trying to. The way that they try to characterize and humanize Michael does not work for me at all. Both in the kind of Freudian mom white horse dream sequence mm-hmm. that they keep showing, that doesn't work. And also, I, I can't believe that he would just wander the countryside with a big gnarly beard. It, it doesn't that doesn't make sense because yeah. in all the other ones unless he's in a coma. Yeah. Uh he as the second he is conscious, he is out and trying to murder. Yeah. You know what I kind of felt which actually goes against what you said is that like I felt like he was not humanized in this one because he was like basically just a tool for the mother to like get Lori. Yeah. Like, he didn't have any, like... It, I didn't feel like his character had any desire or, like, personality in this one at all. Right. Well, that's... I mean, that's what Nick said, is yeah. they took this character... Talking about Nick Castle? Uh, I'm talking... <laughs> God damn it. I was trying to get I was trying to give you a shout out for the cogent point that you made and you tried to reference the shade and it makes me very sad, Nick. Uh, go what ahead, I was going to say go ahead, is compliment me. Nick go ahead. very astutely pointed out that they take this character who's this murderous um kind of ball of hate mm-hmm. and they turn him into Jason Voorhees yeah, who yeah. is Jason is on a murderous rage, but it's all because of his mom. Yeah. His mom is telling him to go and and punish all these people for yeah. her death. I wouldn't be surprised if in this movie, like he opened up an outhouse at one point, and Deborah Myers' skull had an, was on an altar. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so that that doesn't work for me. Um, I think uh, the soundtrack is awesome. I love the cheesy, rock, uh, like uh, ten cc, like. Uh, Something like New York what, Groove, huh? The, uh, the, the there's a 10 CC song, song in there. There's also they use uh, "Nights in White Satin" by Moody Blues. Yeah, uh, that's the first sign that that was a dream sequence because there's no way anybody would broadcast that music video for that fucking long. Yeah, the, I mean that song. Also, it's like way longer. Like the the single cut version of that is like four and a half minutes long. Uh, the album version is like seven and a half minutes because it's prog rock. But that that video is on for fifteen minutes. Um, but that song is awesome, and it's just like the right level. E- even that is kind of a Tarantino ripoff, like taking, mm. juxtaposing, kind of forgotten old rock and roll music, and just like putting it, uh, intersplicing it with like mm. weird action or horror or something like that. You know, like a la using "Stuck in the Middle with You" while you're sawing somebody's ear off. That's a Tarantino ripoff too. Yeah. So all that aside, I thought some of the kills in this are pretty good. 
Uh, I think the cinematography is is decent. So I will give it one fuck. There you go. Yeah, I hate I'll give the it cinematography. The guy who did the cinematography for this movie is actually a very good cinematographer, but I don't know if it's because they used 16 millimeter and it was all grainy, but like it was just dark. I don't like dark movies, uh-huh. like dark gray cinematography. I like colors. I didn't feel anything towards the cinematography in this movie. You were neutral. Who was the guy? He did This Is The End? Because I was like thinking about how pretty that movie is. I like, just felt a, like it looked like a music video. Yeah. Is it? It, it's, it, no part, those parts were great, but the actual like movie like plot or whatever. I mean, they were fine, but they just like is such a drop in quality. I don't yeah. know. Brandon Trost is the cinematographer. Is the cinematographer. I think Rob Zombie definitely has some pretty serious artistic sensibilities, but he's mm. that kid that is a talented artist but continues to fail art class because when it's time to do landscapes, he's drawing like pinup girls with yeah. devil horns yeah. Yeah. every I, time. Yeah, and I think to be fair, Rob Zombie didn't want to make a sequel to this movie. Yes. He wrote the first one to be to stand alone in itself and he decided it, to do the sequel because he didn't want anyone to fuck it up. Yeah. It, I mean, the first so he, one... I the, guess he was like, I'll fuck it up before that. Yeah, I like the first one. Like, I thought he did a decent job. Cause I, I, I don't love it, but, like, it's got more merit than this one. Yeah. 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 And I'm just, I'm just I'm talking about Rob Zombie, the filmmaker, for a second. House of a Thousand Corpses, good. Devil's Million Rejects. Corpses? Yes. Uh, Devil's Rejects. Devil Rejects is awesome. I love that movie. Uh-huh. I'm excited about the third one coming out. I need to see Lords of Salem because I watched recently that 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 is his most rock and roll movie. Uh-huh. So I need to check that one out. So that was if Rob Zombie just went ahead and just went full Rob Zombie with a movie. I need to definitely need to check that out, especially if witches are involved. Um, yeah, I, I didn't care for this movie at all. I'm gonna give it no shits, no whatever. Cuss no, fucks. Words. no fucks. No fucks. No cuss. Whatever. No cuss babies. Words. No. No fuck babies. <laughs> um. And well, how many pumpkins? Are everybody gonna give None, this? None. No pumpkins. You get this? No pumpkins. Yeah. Zero? I think you're I gonna give, give it a zero. Yeah. I'm giving it a zero. Damn. I just didn't like it. I'm gonna give it three pumpkins. I'm pretty sure I gave because I gave the last one like two pumpkins. You, no, you gave the last one seventeen pumpkins. Um, did I? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it. I'll give it I'll give it one pumpkin. Yeah, I'll give this one like four. See, I Daryl, go ahead before I go on my rant. No, go ahead and go on your rant. Um what was I gonna say? Like a lot of people say that Resurrection's the worst one. Uh huh. This is the worst one. Yeah. This is bad. Because Resurrection is I mean, it's not a horror movie, but it's yeah. like it's like it's the die another day. Like, I think Resurrection is like franchise. a TV movie. It feels like a TV movie to me. Yeah, well, like, um, like a lot of Bond fans shun Die Another Day, but Die oh. Another Day is like a stupid fun James Bond uh-huh. movie, and that's what Halloween Resurrection is. It's a stupid fun Halloween movie. Uh-huh. So, but this one, I don't know. Well, it's if, like you can watch it and make fun of it. This one, you can't really make. You can make fun of like the music sequence, like the music video sequences. Yeah. But other than that, it's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Music video sequences, my favorite parts. Like, <laughs> what is the weird part about it? I didn't like those parts. <laughs> oh my god! Well, this is my favorite part in this. I'm trying to. I always try to find the good in something. So, like, I'm trying to like desperately find something good. I think that party scene is party scene rad. was very good. Yeah. I do like the sequence where you see how her uh how Annie's death is like revealed. I think that's cool. Yeah. The flashback is 
kind of bullshit though. Of her getting killed. Uh, well, when the version I saw, Annie gets killed, and then Brad Dorif <laughs> comes in and gives the most over the top reaction to his daughter's death I've ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and then no. he's fine. And then he's fine right afterwards. Which yeah, is the weirdest part about that. Yeah. Totally. Um, and he's a good actor, man. Like yeah. he he was Oscar nominated, I think, for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. And that was like his first role. Yeah, he's fantastic. I in mean, that. yeah, I always think that like film, film actors, like you can never really judge them on like one movie or one thing, especially because it's all about the cut and like which take they sure. used and. Well, and like, also, when you plug him into bullshit, yeah. they they just might not perform. Although he's fantastic as Chucky. That's like on uh, for queer movie night. We were talking about somebody didn't do a good job in a movie. What movie was that? I forget which one, but it was like a really good actor was like just horrible in this movie. I or don't maybe remember. De- remember we were talking off mic because I remember like. Yeah, me, Peyton, and Deborah were talking about a specific actor and how they were how they were good in this one movie and horrible in this movie. And I was like, "Well, that just could be the director." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think I do remember you saying that. Yeah. But I don't remember who it was. Talking shit about people we don't know. <laughs> um. By the way, listen to Queer Movie Night and yeah, for sure. I second that. How many pumpkins? I'll give it four as well. Nice. I don't. I don't think it quite warrants a zero because, as I said before, I think. There is some effort put in, um, both uh, both on the production value. I think he gets ambitious with the backstory, but I don't think you need to. I, I think it's way scarier mm. and way more fulfilling if you know as little as possible mm. or or just know the bare minimum about Michael Myers. Yeah. It, it, it's just so much better when he's enigmatic yeah. and not when he has mommy issues, it, it, let alone mommy issues that are a rip off of both Friday the 13th and kind of the shining yeah. as well. Yeah. I think I have such a strong aversion to this movie too, especially because like the female characters are so poorly drawn. Like, yeah, they suck. Yeah. He, uh, Rob, yeah. Rob zombie is, kind of misogynistic yeah um i don't know how billy deluxe <laughs> what, what would you de- say is living the, dead girl what uh, would you uh, say is the feminist yeah anthem? is I living, guess living dead girl, dead girl the would fem- be a feminist, feminist anthem, anthem of rob zombie <laughs> <laughs> that's a good music video it is oh man and, and it looks exactly like half cabinet of this movie of caligari it's like based off cabinet of caligari yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i think i think he's just yeah. A great music video director that for didn't sure. translate to features. By the way, um, uh, I made a playlist for this episode. Hell yeah. It's called Written and Directed by Dragula. <laughs> and it's just four songs. Is it I listen, is Dragula I, one of them? Yes. It starts off with Dragula and ends with Thunderkiss 65. Okay. Because he got to. Uh, Super Beast, is yeah. that in there? Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so the single's from Hellbilly Deluxe, then. It's basically the Twisted Metal 3 soundtrack. Okay. That's all it is. <laughs> by the way, play Twisted Metal 3, uh... I don't even know what year it came out. When did Twisted Metal 3 come out? I want to say it was 98. I give Twisted Metal 3 98 pumpkins. Wow. I was playing Donkey Kong 64, so... I had a PlayStation, so I had uh, a Twisted Metal. I was a 64 boy. Yeah. I, had, uh, I had the PS2 for Kingdom Hearts. I was... 
at that time, I was probably don't give me that look for Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Okay, is Kingdom Hearts is amazing. Yeah, I that, try to play. Uh, that game is incredible. The mixture of Disney and Final Fantasy characters does not gel. With I me. think it's awesome, uh, especially <laughs> since they got Lance Bass did the voice of Sephiroth. <laughs> At that time, this has it, been this has been geez. Square Enix corner. <laughs> I love when we do a bad movie and we talk about everything but the movie. Well, I mean, I think we're just going to get depressed if we talk about <laughs> Halloween to you at length. But next week we're going to be talking about a good movie. Apparently, <gasps> is is I'm so, so the the uh, the re- returns and like early reception for the next Halloween are supposed to be good. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's from the festival, everybody's been saying good things I from cannot like, the wait. festival. I think right now the Rotten Tomato score is like 86. That's really good for horror. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would it, say anything above a 70% I will usually see. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, what are they saying? they saying, like, since they stripped away all the bullshit and just are back to the bare bones of what the original was, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it fucking worked. So keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. As Joe Bob Briggs says, um, see these Halloween jerkolas, they got it all wrong. See, Halloween, the Friday the 13th people, they made this exact same movie eight times. Yeah. And it works. I mean, it will probably be a hit, so they will probably continue yeah. to make it more of a franchise. I f- if It would just be nice if it was over. Yeah. It would be so nice if they were just done. We're talking about Halloween? Yes. Well, they were done, but then... I know. It would have been nice if they ended at H2O, too. Eh. But this one will be better. I think this will be a good ending. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we got the team behind Eastbound and Down making it. Or Vice Principals, I should say. Mm. That's so funny to me, still. I think uh, people... I think comedians have... I mean, as demonstrated by Jordan Peele doing Get Out, out. I think Mm -hmm. comedians... Are, are the perfect people to write horror movies yeah. because not only are they smart enough to like be aware of the tropes and stuff, but they, they find black humor, which I think is what a little bit of gallows humor, I think goes a, a long, long way mm-hmm. in making an effective horror movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I've said this before, but nailing a joke and nailing the scare are pretty much the same mm-hmm. principle. Yes. Well, and it's like the same sort of muscles and like reactions of like, a laugh and a scream is like a similar reaction. Exactly. Yeah. And knowing knowing when to it uh I mean in any given horror movie you uh increase and release the tension mm-hmm. like throughout and then you know like it, it kind of it gets more syncopated as you go further along in the film. Mm-hmm. And I think comedians are really good at knowing when to release the tension and when to like uh you know really amplify it. Yeah. What's uh what's the name of that? Jordan Peele movie, the next one he's doing? Oh I can't remember. I think it's called like Us or something like that. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think it's Us. Anyway, I'm excited. It looks the poster looked scary. Yeah, but next yeah, next week we're gonna be doing yeah. Halloween the new one and I'm pretty stoked about it. We got our tickets already. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to plug, Daryl? Yeah. Um I am starting a podcast of my own. <gasps> Amazing. Release date to be determined but the name of the podcast is oscar worthy worthy is a play on james worthy who is an nba hall of famer so basically uh my podcast uh myself and my friend carl bradley analyze movies that nba players either star or happen (laughs) to be in amazing most of the films that we discuss are very bad (laughs) so uh look for that in 
the coming months. I'm really excited about it. We've already recorded our first episode Yay. and discussed blue chips. What do we got? We got we got Space Jam off the rolling off the top of the dome. We got yep. Space Jam. Space. We got um what was it? Uncle Drew that just came out. Yep, that's um, gonna uh that I think is going to be Do they have to be the star just featured in the movie? They have to be featured. There are very few mo- I think um, Trainwreck would count right absolutely has, yeah, yeah. yeah train right I, I that's actually one of the bright spots because yeah, yeah. lebron is genuinely funny in yeah. that yeah. and amari sotomayor too yeah. another nba player um, um what was another movie else? kazam steel oh uh, yeah kazam uh game of death has kareem abdul jabbar airplane so any True. any anywhere from you know like along that spectrum <laughs> uh, anything f- that the harlem globe trotters are in <laughs> little nicky uh <laughs> my i think my favorite thing that i found so far that I plan to discuss in the podcast uh, that meets the criteria is The Exorcist 3. Whoa. In which... Patrick, the Heretic? No, Exorcist 2 is The Heretic. Exorcist 3... I just wanted to say The Exorcist Heretic. 3 is the one based off of Legion, right? Yeah. Yes, based off Legion. Is it yeah. called Exorcist 3 Legion? Uh, uh, no. I don't think Legion's in the title. No. It is based on William Peter Blatty's Legion. Uh, but it's a really good Patrick show. Ewing from the New York Knicks is in it as the angel of death. Wow. Speaking of Legion, which reminds me of Dan Stevens, I watched The Apostle today. Pretty good. Is that with Robert... What the hell is his name? Um, I don't know. The The guy that the guy that plays... Um, God, Robert Duvall. No, that is The Apostle. Okay. This, this is just Apostle. Yeah. Got it. It's about a... Um, it's on Netflix now, but it's about a guy who's hired... Or like... His dad sends him. His sister was kidnapped by this religious sect on this island off of England. So, in a like we should have ended the show and we should just be talking to each other. And uh, it's nineteen oh five, and uh, it's really good. I'm just telling the listener they should watch it. This is better content than anything true, in Halloween to you. This is still one of the shorter episodes. Oh, okay, yeah, well, that's what I was worried about. I was like, is this going really long? No, this is not the lo- this is not the shortest episode, but it's one of the shorter. Um, so what quote? I didn't write any quotes. What were we gonna end this on? Oh, I, uh, I wrote what? down a couple, but uh, yeah, dig through damn. the ditches, burn through the witches, uh, slam to the back of my. I Dracula. have. I have Daryl, pick one. Um. I would say try to find one that doesn't have the f word in it. Uh, that's good, good impossible. Luck. Good that, luck. That is impossible. Good uh, luck. Does anybody else's iPhone do this? Oh, never mind. It went away. The it'll go down. Yes, mine does that. Why does it do that? I don't know. I was gonna say uh, one one that stuck out to me is um, uh, "fuck off and die," which they've written on a light bright. In like the, in the apartment that Harley and her other friend share, of course they did. <laughs> There's a lot of like profane bumper stickers and stuff. Lying, she, I think she has like a bumper sticker on her mirror that says "The system's fucked." <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! Wait, no, there's that's on her dresser. She has one on her mirror that says uh, "Wake the fuck up." Yes, I saw oh, that. Oh my one. god. She she just basically went to Hot Topic and cleared them out of fuck stickers. Yeah, she did. Quotes. Um, all right, here we go. Here, I'm just going to read the top one. <laughs> no, I'm going to read the one that the kid, little kid says to Michael. Are you a giant? Yes. Can we be friends? Yes, perfect. I loved that kid. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.